morning, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the 15th day of September 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hello. It is a Wednesday morning. Hopefully it is a good one for you, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors. Mm. That's right. You have beef, right? No. Oh, you just don't want to wish your neighbors well? It's a lot of well-wishing. This is how beef start. I mean, if you legitimately go out of your way not to make sure somebody feels good, well, then I think, like, you want to start some bleep. Yeah, but if I'm only going to have so much well-wishing... Uh-huh. Well, I'm who says s- you have to put a cap on it? Well, I mean, I think then it waters down the mm. well-wishing. So. Okay. So, you, uh... I, well, I mean, the Care Bears only got so much Care Bears there. <sighs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> there you go, man. I mean, I guess I could I could counter that with, you know, there are the Care Bear cousins. So, I mean, if you're removing it from your neighbors, do you remove it from your extended family? No, I want to keep it all on the family and the friends. All right. It sounds a little Game of Thronesy, but that's okay. How about you guys? Care Bears out. always pay their debts. <laughs> that's right. Who is the bad guy in the Care Bears? I don't know. I remember the Care Bears and the Care Bears cousins. Uh, now, Care Bears, I remember the cartoon. I never had a Care Bear, you? No. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I mean, because listen, they, 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 that was certainly a unisex toy, in my opinion. You could, you could chill out with the Care Bears as a kid and not feel bad about that. No heart. That's right. Absolutely zero heart. Until you gave them one. Uh, plus, uh, today on the show, outside of the Care Bears talk that we're going to have for you, Red Hot Care Bears takes... We also have a movie review courtesy of Big J. Chaos Walking was a film that he partook upon on Hulu yesterday, and we will learn a little bit about that if it's worth your time. We have a chance for you to check out Gojira, a little bit of French metal for you, uh, courtesy of Pop Culture Smackdown today. Uh, We'll talk about something that maybe, just maybe, could change Big J's life over the course of the show today. What? Yeah, yeah, some life-changing news came down yesterday that I think you might be interested in. And we'll see. Oh, if, I think I know what you're talking okay. about. We'll see if uh, if Big J's I, all in. I highlighted and like we need to talk about this. So <laughs> it's the same thing. We haven't discussed this, people. That's not how the show works, by the way. No, we don't talk to each other. Yeah, it it drives people around here nuts, but it's paid <laughs> off. Uh, on top of that, we also have some fun on the agenda for a Wednesday morning. But we get started with some music. Let's kick things off with Holiday by Green Day here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. The changes are happening around the city of Boise as far as events are concerned, especially in city-owned buildings. There's a new set of COVID-19 protocols going forward, according to Boise Mayor Lauren McLean. Starting Friday, events must require masks indoors, require masks outdoors if six feet of physical distance cannot be maintained, and submit a plan to the city for approval and requiring COVID-19 protocol ambassadors on site. In addition, the mayor said all events over 250 people must require proof of vaccination or a recent negative COVID test in order to take place. Event organizers are going to be tasked with supplying masks to those who do not have them. The mayor stopped short of implementing another mask order for the entire city of Boise like she did in the early days of the pandemic. That mask order was lifted in May because the case rates fell around the state of Idaho. 
The mayor noted on Tuesday that COVID-19 vaccination rates in Boise stand at about 65%. That's compared to just over 50% for the rest of the state. So targeting stricter protocols to events in the city made the most sense, according to her. This does not adhere to Boise State football games, which I'm not sure why. Because that seems to be all the things that are part of the new requirements. I'm not sure why they get a pass. But Boise State has their own mask mandate in place where they recommend that you wear a mask. Entering and exiting the stadium uh, is required. And then they also recommend that you wear it in the stadium, but it did not appear to be very well enforced in the game against, you know, UTEP that played last week. We'll see what ends up happening this Saturday against Oklahoma State. But things are changing, and that all begins on Friday around here. Probably shouldn't be surprised considering the number of cases that have gone up, the number of deaths that have gone up, and the number of people in the ICU beds across the state. Uh, As, once again, this is not going away anytime soon, so... Have a mask on you. Wear it if at all possible. Get yourself vaccinated. Do the right thing. Please and thank you. Big J, the reigning World Series champion, Los Angeles Dodgers, became the second Major League Baseball team to clinch a postseason berth last night. 8-4 victory over the Diamondbacks. Came one day after the Giants already clinched their playoff spot. Uh, they are now two and a half games against the Giants in that division, so there's still a race for who will be the wild card and who will win the division, but there's no doubt about it. Both are going to the playoffs. New Orleans Saints have themselves a COVID issue. Players, uh, six members of the coaching staff, and a team nutritionist have all tested positive for COVID-19. AP reported that yesterday, citing sources who said the entire coaching staff had been vaccinated. Michael Thomas, the wide receiver who was already ineligible to play because of injury, was put on the reserve list for COVID. It's unclear how long those who tested positive will be isolated from the team, but the Saints are dealing with some COVID issues currently. Buffalo Bills yesterday became the second NFL team to require proof of vaccination for COVID-19 for all fans over the age of 12 in order to get into the gates. They joined the Raiders in that particular side of things. The Bills, of course, are in New York, which has pretty strict COVID-19 rules. They're the place that are that uh, you need to show vaccination if you want to go and eat in a restaurant in a uh, part of the state. So this isn't a surprise that they are jumping on board things early. But there are already reports that, guess what, most of the NFL is going to be that way fairly soon, if not uh, almost immediately. So make sure you bring your vaccination card when you go to the Patriots game, Big J. You're going to need it, it sounds like. Be prepared, you understand? Okay. Looks like big things are changing for Christopher Nolan, the director who generated billions of dollars for Warner Brothers, still feels a little bit upset about the whole tenant situation, not getting a uh, proper theatrical release in his opinion, so he's decided to go ahead and bail out of the studio, and he is taking his talents to Universal. None of this stuff means anything to the layman, you or I, it's just who's going to get that Christopher Nolan money is what it really boils down to. And uh, there was a bidding war between Sony, Paramount, Warner Brothers, and Universal for his movies, and Universal won. The move comes amid his decision to speak out against Warner Brothers. He was really upset about the HBO Max movie theaters thing on the same day, uh, mostly because a lot of his contracts, again, it's a money-making thing. They, they, I, I believe that every director that makes a movie wants to see their movie on the big screen. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But well, especially Nolan. Right. right. Nolan works hard on making these things visually, uh, you know, a, a big deal and appealing for you, but also in his contract with Warner Brothers, much like, you know, um, Scarlett Johansson is dealing with Marvel, they all get a cut of the box office. That's where they make their money. 
that's where they they cut their corners and get a bigger budget is they're allowed to have a piece of the back end and when you don't get their it's, movie released in theaters it cuts into your wallet yeah it's a, it's a risky it's more risky but can pay off bigger in the end absolutely and uh, christopher nolan has made a lot of money uh, playing that particular card but he didn't make a lot of money on tenant because of that particular thing and that made him a little upset so uh he a big thing for him was his next film to be released exclusively in theaters and uh, so he got that deal with Universal. I think everybody was pretty much offering up that deal. I think even Warner Brothers was. But uh, he still felt a little bit spurned by them from this time around. And so he decided to go to Universal. So be it. Uh, whatever, whatever way he went, he was going to make a ton of money. And now he's a Universal guy. Ice Nine Kills, Rainy Day, your Sin Nude Song of the Day here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. If you rewind 24 hours, you would have heard Big J select a movie to watch and review for you yesterday for Streaming Dumbass. That movie's got Spider-Man and Ray Skywalker in it. It is called <laughs> Chaos Walking, and now we ask Big J, how was it? Yeah, it's also got Mads Mikkelsen in here. Hey, I like him. And Nick Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. You know, from the the uh, Jumanji. He's great. Okay. He's great. Just take my word for it. Uh, so uh, you've got a great cast here, Nick. Um, you've also got a great director, Doug Lyman. Uh, not sure if you're familiar with him. Go. You've seen, you've seen and Swingers. Swingers and... Mr. Uh, Smith. Don't forget Edge of Tomorrow, I a won't. movie we both saw and enjoyed. So uh, that's, that's what you have here. And an original idea. So basically the movie is Tom Holland. Uh, they're on a strange planet. Uh, Nick, where there's no women, <clears throat> the women are uh, gone. For the first, you're not sure really why. Uh, the really crazy part about this is that uh, there's something called the noise, and uh, there is a prevalent uh, thing with the men here on this planet that uh, all their thoughts uh, are uh, are caught up in this noise that is is outside of their body, and it, it includes uh, their thoughts and some, sometimes illustrations of what their thoughts are thinking. All of them. All of them. At all times? Uh, unless you are able to quiet your mind and be able to, you know, not have that going on. Okay. So you've got uh, some people do that. Obviously, hard to keep secrets and things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, also, to me, this whole thing is, is part of the creative part of this movie and also the annoying part. Because uh, it's constant throughout and it's distracting. I mean, I just, you know, it was one of those things. They use a special effect. It's kind of like a... You know, like a, a spacey halo o- o- over them. I mean, the, the effect is 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 okay, but it's just you know you'll hear a uh, an echo of basically what they're thinking, and then uh, and then you'll have their lines that they say during the movie. If there's an image, can you see your own thoughts, or are they above your head so you cannot no, you see know, them? You know, you know, you know they're, they're happening. There. Yeah, but, yeah. but you can you see them? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. And uh, these things uh, can uh, later be used to uh, to help distract and do other things once you kind of master this. Sure. And so that's a unique, really, really unique thing. And basically, Daisy Ridley's character, uh, she's, a, a, you know, basically what happened here is they're colonists. And they were colonizing this planet. And then the mothership uh, was like, they haven't heard from anybody in a while. So they, they sent some people out there. And that's who Daisy Ridley is. Not an astronaut by any means, but it's take, take six. 64 years to get from Earth to this planet. 
And uh, so, you know, she's on this journey. She crash lands and she's one of the only women, apparently, on this planet. Right. That would be very scary. And so you have uh, Tom Holland's character finding her and uh, trying to then help her. Uh, and at the same time, well, that would be awkward. Woman, you, ha- you haven't had experience with a woman before. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, they, they can see you read your thoughts. How long has it been since there's been a woman? Like, I mean, has Tom Holland never seen a woman before? No, he has his, okay. his mother. So, yeah, gotcha. it's it's, you know, but it's been a while. And. and and you'll find out the mystery of what happened to the women uh, down the road. And, um, you know, I, I mean, it's an original idea, and, and I appreciated that. But at the same time, that whole noise thing was very distracting to me and uh, made it difficult. Uh, there's also a tough scene here with, uh, with, with the dog, and so that made it crappy for me. I'm going to say I'm going to reluctantly... Um, uh, approve this movie okay even though there there's some parts i really it's like you know i mean i just it didn't really you know hit the nail on the head for me but i see where it was going and i thought that that's a cool idea and it's a very cool premise and again the original part about it is there just aren't that many movies out there that have original ideas anymore so, so when a, you find them you're like oh my god it's a real movie it's a lukewarm approval yes for chaos yes, walking chaos walking uh, well, I mean, I think it sounds like the the thoughts thing, at least from it's called chaos walking. It's the call of the noise. I think it's kind of supposed to be distracting, right? Uh, maybe, yeah. I, I You just found it too distracting? I think to, to me it's too distracting to for the movie to really play at its strengths. But gotcha. that's, that was that's one of the reasons why I'm reluctantly approving it, because I think some other people might really enjoy this movie. Uh, but I, I didn't get as much out of it as I think I could have. Does Tom Holland talk in his real voice or do they make him use his? American accent. It's his American accent. Right. It's he's he's Peter Parker. In we are never going to let him uh, talk like no, he's actually allowed no, to talk. No, and hopefully right. it'll race his accent altogether. <laughs> well, that's not fair. He's not an American. That's well, he should nice. be. Morning after with Nick and Big J. He says it's worth watching. Kind of a approval. It's but worth watching for you, but not for me. Gotcha. But you did watch it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Uh, technically, you had three well, choices. Well, no, but when I. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You don't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Big J, as time goes forward, it appears that more and more Americans are living in an echo chamber. Echo, echo. Basically, uh, what's happening is... People are only listening to people that they agree with and agree with you. And when it comes down to it, we really only hear what we want to hear. Or we we use things to prove our argument, no matter what it says. Yes, uh, some researchers suggest that motivated beliefs can be the, 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 the... This is the reason why there's a bunch of misinformation that people are buying into and spreading and just exaggerating on. Because, listen, if you have a particular point of view... All you're going to do is listen to that point of view, and nothing's going to change it. But according to the University of California study, the more interesting thing is, no matter what your beliefs are, it is almost impossible to get Americans to change their mind. Uh, Information exchange can produce or even exaggerate biases, as a matter of fact. What that means is basically you have an idea of what you believe, and you listen to people that believe you to help you kind of dig into that belief. And when, no matter what somebody says to you, 
that is the opposite of what you think, it makes you dig in more to what you believe. Does that make sense? Right. It makes you go, there's no way that dude's right, no matter how much evidence is presented to me that makes that is the alternative to what I believe. There's no way that's right, because this one kook over here, I believe because he believes me. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what anybody can present to you. It matters what you believe, which is actually a fairly dangerous situation. But it does totally explain how we are where we are. And how this country becomes uh, what it is and how society has become what it is. Because it doesn't matter what somebody could bring to the table to prove to you that you're wrong. If you're not willing to hear it and a majority of us are not, it doesn't matter. Because nobody likes to get proven wrong. And it's easier for us to put up these walls and find one single person that believes us and agrees with us than to give in to the 50,000 people that are telling us we're wrong and here's why. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then we just call it bullying and basically all that other kind of stuff. So the take-home message is if you want to combat bias, people need to access unbiased, reliable sources of information. But again, if you already have this, this favor of biasness to it, automatically you feel like that unbiased information is biased. Does that make sense? It's a weird, slippery slope to be on. But if you are of a belief of a certain thing and information comes to you from an unbiased source, you're going to automatically think that's biased because of the way you're programmed. Yeah, new information has come to light. Yes, dude, but, that but I don't believe it. Right, is tainted by uh, whatever, whatever the opposite of what you think is. And so I think... I'm not sure how we get out of this tailspin. I'm not sure how we pull up from this. I don't have that well, answer. Clearly, one side murders the other, and there's none of them left. Yeah, well, uh, somebody or, may be doing that job for or us. Or we let the disease do it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's tough, man. It sucks because uh, it's dividing families sure. and friends and um, all over things that, you know, is, is ridiculous. And I think part of the problem is, you know, that is so much more accessible now with social media in an instant you can you know propagate these things yes you can find you can find one rando that totally believes what you believe anywhere on the internet you're absolutely right which only helps validate what you believe but i mean it doesn't even have to be about the coronavirus it could be about whatever yeah it could be about whatever and that's part of it too is because listen it took all these baby steps to get to where we are it took a bunch of different things to get to this particular point. We didn't just turn and flip a switch and turn into this person that just can't be talked to or reasoned with or any of that stuff. And how dare you do what you do? It, it, it took us a while to get here. And that's part of the reason why it's so difficult to change it. It's because we can't be. And now we're at the point now where no matter what anybody says, we're right and they're wrong. And period dot the end. And you can't change my way of thinking unless something completely catastrophic happens to me. And then maybe, just maybe, you could talk me into it. But even then, I'm not sure. Yeah. And so it's it's a really strange and dangerous piece of information. And so if I could say anything to you, it's it's be open-minded. We're not right about everything. Or You're not right about everything. Do your best to be consistent. and But that's something you have to do within yourself and realize when something happens and you're like oh wow man I, that that isn't what i believe but this seems to be you know just kind of along the lines of, of scientific or whatever it is the proof i mean i try to keep a level be like of consistency when it comes to the things i believe in and when i start to get outside that box i'm like wait what's what's going on why am i 
thinking this, it takes a lot of work to do that. Sure, sure. Yeah, listen, none of this is easy, and maybe that's part of it, too. I mean, it, it shouldn't be easy to, you know, find out information and seek out stuff. But, you know, if you're getting your information all from the same place, odds are it's not 100% correct. If you mix things up and get differing opinions and you're listening to things, regardless of what the topic of conversation is, odds are you're going to get more information and you may actually, oh, I don't know, educate yourself about something. And then you're able to understand a situation a little bit better. But the more you dig in your heels, the more likely that you're probably wrong. And the problem is, though, where are you educating yourself at? Well, that's that's part of it. Again, I mean, you know, you know there there is if I if I were to sit, sit here and label, you know, six different sites that are, you know, legitimately unbiased resources where you can get your news. I promise you that there are, uh, you know, three people on each side of the aisle that will tell me that it's biased. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's because they already believe what they believe. And because this may be the opposite of that, they think it's coming from an alternate source. Everybody thinks that everybody's got an agenda, and that's not always the case. Sometimes that's the case, but not always. But we have to be smart enough in order to pick that kind of stuff out. And uh, some of the things that we think have an agenda don't always do. And that becomes part of the issue. But listen, uh, again, how we save this, how we we pull out of this tailspin, I'm not sure. But I I know we need to. (laughs) Or it's going to be done for us, and and we're not going to like how it ends. The the Dodgers have clinched themselves a playoff berth. Them and the Giants are the only two teams that are so far at least locked into the postseason. They're battling it out for a division title as well. That's going to do it for Raheem Mostert, who just can't seem to be healthy and stay healthy. But the running back injured his knee on uh, in week number one against uh, in the 49ers game. And so they thought originally he was going to be out for eight weeks and technically he could be. But his doctor recommended he get season ending surgery. He's going to take that recommendation and try to come back fully healthy next season. So the 49ers running back issues are a real thing. And injuries already uh, messing with this team because uh, Jason Verrett, uh, the cornerback, also tore his right ACL in the season opener. He's done for the year, too. So this could be a rinse-wash repeat for the 49ers and their injury issues that plagued them all last year. Well, Big J, Andrew Garfield is uh, is a liar. I'm just going to go out there and say that. Uh, every time he, you know, he's doing a lot of interviews right now for the eyes of Tammy Faye, that, the movie that he's in about Tammy Faye Baker with Jessica Chastain. But no matter what, when you get Andrew Garfield on your show, uh, 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 organically the conversation is going to turn to the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, right? Yeah. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, and Andrew Garfield, God bless him, I'm sure it's in his contract, he cannot say anything, but he's just blatantly lying to us at this point, where he's saying things like, he's not in the movie, it's not happening, I'm not sure what's going on, I I cannot say, all this kind of stuff, but, you know, there are photos of him on the set in his Spider-Man uniform that have been leaked, which... I would say directly combats the uh, the, the, the line, the, the company line that he's trying to tow, that he doesn't know anything about what's happening with Spider-Man No Way Home. But both he and Tobey Maguire were seen on the set of the film. Uh, I'm telling you right now, both no, of them are going to be No, Andrew Garfield it. says no. And Andrew Garfield contractually has to lie to us. But I'm saying do not trust him. Probably a very trustworthy guy when it comes to other things. I'm just telling you he should not be your source for Marvel stuff. I'm telling you right now, both he and Tobey Maguire will be in that movie. How much they're in it, I don't know. Could just be for a second or two. Could be for a even less than that. Isn't he supposed to also be in the next Spider-Man game? Uh, the game? I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to be I in I thought that, I saw that somewhere. In the PlayStation one that yeah. they announced? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. 
But uh, either way, he says that uh, if they want to give him a call and be in the movie, he's happy to do it. And maybe that's his out where they're like, oh, yeah, after all these interviews, they called me up and they told me to be in the movie. But I'm telling you, he's going to be in it. Don't believe it. Rocks. Big J, the United States Armed Forces. God bless. Protecting ourselves, our country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. They do the best they can. And... They are stationed all over the world in order to protect ourselves and to make sure that they are ready at a moment's notice for whatever battle they may have to face. Do you understand? Yeah. But it is unfortunate, but it appears that earlier this week, the United States Army took a loss. A battle that they lost at the uh, Camp Zama, which is a province near Japan near the uh, Japanese capital that they actually occupy and there's a bunch of United States Army soldiers stationed there but Big J they had to leave they had to vacate the base Uh because they were infiltrated who were they infiltrated by why did the United States Army have to get uh, have to be forced to retreat a bunch of wild monkeys Big J came on the base and force them out of the area. You know, it sounds like the first battle. That's right. And you know what? It's one to nothing monkeys right oh, no. now. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, in a Facebook post that was shared on the 14th, the United States Army garrison in Japan warned soldiers to stay away from Camp Zema because the monkeys have entered the facility and they could be coming back. The statement read, quote, To our Camp Zama community, please be aware that city officials have had reports of wild monkeys in the housing and the airfield area, and it is not safe to return. The monkeys have easily entered the installation as they have previously. Please do not approach, feed, or even make eye contact with the monkeys. Please make sure your children get this message. Japanese officials say it's not uncommon to see wild monkeys, but... If we leave them alone, they will likely leave the area quickly as they prefer to avoid human contact, end quote. That was the warning that was issued. Retreat from having to deal with the monkeys. How does this happen, Big J? Guess what? A couple of the soldiers were seen feeding some monkeys in and around the area. And obviously they went and told their friends, hey, listen, you want some food? Come over this way. Yeah, you don't have to work hard for it. <laughs> and so there was an invasion. And luckily, uh, they were out of the way before it happened. Uh, U.S. Army Garrison uh, spokesman Timothy Flack told Stars and Stripes newsletter that officials in the nearby cities say this isn't something that's incredibly uncommon, but it's always dangerous when wild animals are close to the post and the housing areas because you never know what they're going to do. There have been some children in the area that have been attacked, and so, you know, they're trying to make sure that they avoid any kind of incidents and turn this into something more than it actually is. Usually, if they're left alone, they'll go away. But this is the last time, this is the first time that I've heard that we've had to vacate an army base because of monkeys, Big J. Yeah. I say to you, watch your back. And what are they doing in there? Uh, Wanting food, clearly. Hopefully, they're not in the armory. (laughs) No. Uh, There are no reports of them near the armory. It's all fun and games until you give Caesar... An M4. And then watch out. So again, now they're strategically attacking our military. This has come into some sort of weird uh, board game risk situation that we all need to be aware of. 
So just a heads up, here come the monkeys, now coming after our armed forces. And our food, apparently. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. As Weezer, that is say it ain't so here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X-Rocks. Big J, uh, not including streaming services, how many subscription things would you say you have? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't even count all the ones that we have. That's a lot. So, I mean, like but, what? you know, within the family, I mean, you know, I've got the kids uh, who live uh, in another house and we share stuff with them. So I would consider that part of that as well. Like what? We got Disney Plus, HBO. No, 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 not including streaming services. Oh, um, no, that's it. Just streaming services? You don't need subscription, subscription boxes anymore? There might be a couple that I'm not really too aware of. <laughs> it's out of your peripheral? Yeah, yeah. And they keep it quiet because it'll just make a big stink about how I was supposed to get loot crate and I only got one loot crate. My wife's like, I got you a great present. I'm like, oh my God, you got me a loot crate. Yeah, for one time. Well, then maybe it's time that you ask for your own subscription. May I interest you in the new Taco Bell 30-day taco subscription, Big J? The chain announced this earlier this week. Any customer who can get their hands on what they call the Taco Lovers Pass which can run anywhere from $5 to $10, depending on your location, is eligible for a free taco a day for a full month. I mean, what's the point? What do you mean? One Taco Bell taco? Well, uh, clearly you're not going just for one taco. If you're Big J, you get a bunch of tacos, and then you get one of them for free. I read this whole, that's weak. You don't like it? What's the matter? Well, what would you prefer? I mean, it's just, uh, we got to have our own subscription thing. Let's have a subscription for one taco a day. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's roll that bad boy out. What? Wait, what don't you like about it? I, I mean, it's Because just, one taco's not enough? Yeah, is that what it yeah, boils down to? Yeah, But a free uh, taco's a free it's a, taco. It's not a free taco. It's a $5 taco. Well, not if you go every day, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not... I'm not down with it. But what if I said you can order any one of their particular tacos, like a spicy potato soft taco? No, I would never do that. Or a Doritos Loco taco. Yeah, I'd like that. Or a Taco Supreme. Here's my problem is I want this to be like that uh, that stupid subscription, the movie subscription, that... Movie pass? Movie pass, yeah. Taco pass. And I can just take advantage of it for as many tacos as I want. You want like the Olive Garden, like pasta pasta pass. Yes. Where you can go and... I want a subscription. I'll pay a good amount of money for that subscription if I could come in and just order whatever I want from Taco Bell and leave. Well, now there has to be some sort of limit. Otherwise, you know people would take advantage. But I ask you, how much would you pay for unlimited Taco Bell? Let's say for a month. 50 bucks. That Well, listen, that's like two trips to Taco Bell for you. What are you no, talking about? No, it's not. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unlimited Taco Bell would have to the be matter more is, than that. I don't go to Taco Bell that much. Hardly oh, at all. Look at so. this. Look at the Taco Bell it slam is, out of I'm nowhere. I'm sorry, Taco Bell. You were my least favorite place. So. Uh, other chains have tested out subscriptions. This isn't the first time they've tried it. You know, we talked about, of course, the Olive Garden doing this all kind of thing. But the idea, of course, behind this subscription service is to A, have a Taco Bell subscription and B, keep regular customers coming in and spending money as well. You know, if you have a free taco, they may it may encourage you to visit Taco Bell more often, even though they know that's not probably not the only thing you're going to get. Listen, you want me to keep coming back? I'll tell you what. If I order four tacos, you better give me more than four damn taco packets. That's how I keep coming back. I mean, they must have burned you so many times on this sauce packet thing because it's all you talk about with them.
It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it seems like it might be your own fault for keeping going back. Yes, that's why I don't go there anymore. Well, it looks like they're not going to reel you in with... Now, is there a place that, like, let's say Taco John's had this? Would you... Oh, God, yeah. So you, you would have no problem with spending $10 for a free taco a day at Taco John's for a month. Oh, their tacos are delicious. So it has more yeah. to do with the actual product than it does the the subscription service. For sure. Okay. So it sounded like they, you were upset with the model. You're yeah, not upset well, with no, the model. I still think that that needs a little work. And I, I really haven't put that much thought into it, but I'm just saying, you know, that, I don't know, it seems weak. All right. Uh, sorry, Taco Bell. Uh, you're not going to find a bigger, uh, you know, Mexican food fan than Big J, and he's not in on your subscription service, so do better. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocate Injury Attorneys. You don't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Technology can be pretty cool sometimes, man. Zoom says it has uh, come up with some real-time translation functions that will work with 12 languages that's going to bounce out next year. The technology uses AI-powered algorithms to basically transcribe what a speaker is saying into text almost immediately. Then, Zoom uses machine translation programs to convert that text into another language on the screen. Zoom hasn't yet specified which 12 languages the future will support, but they have done demos in English, Japanese, Chinese, German, Portuguese, and Korean. The one thing that Zoom hasn't said is whether or not they will charge for this feature, but if you're using Zoom meetings for business across the globe, this is something that I'm sure will come incredibly in handy. Yeah. And actually pretty cool how instantaneously they can do that. There's a demo out there that it is almost instantaneous how you're getting a translation as to what somebody in another language is saying, which is pretty impressive. And then they are, of course, bouncing it back into their native language as well, what you're saying, which is pretty cool. So the technology continues to impress. And I'm guessing that if you're a company that does business overseas and you're dealing with people in a foreign language that maybe you're not so well versed on, this is something that you'll happily pay for. Could make things really, really easy for you in the future. So that's going to roll out next year. So new Zoom technology. Dodgers are headed to the playoffs. Second Major League Baseball team to clinch a postseason berth. The Giants did so the day before, and now the Dodgers are headed there themselves. That's going to do it for 49ers running back Raheem Mostert. He is done for the year. He's opted for season-ending knee surgery after being injured in the season opener Sunday. Mostert's one of those guys that's just amazingly explosive and really good when he plays, but just hasn't been able to stay healthy. And he announced the news on Twitter yesterday. This is the second uh, season-ending injury for a 49ers player already. Jason Verrett, the cornerback, also tore his right ACL in the season opener. He is done for the year, too. The 49ers' injury woes continue. And it was a rough day yesterday, Big J. Uh, One of my favorite people and hands down my favorite stand-up comedian passed away. Uh, Saturday Night Live star, star and writer and producer of Dirty Work, the movie, Norm MacDonald passed away at the age of 61 yesterday. He had been dealing with a over-decade-long battle with cancer that he literally told nobody about. And which is pretty crazy to think about. You know, we talk about how difficult it is to keep a secret these days. And, you know, particularly with celebrities that are hiding something from the general public, let alone people in their life. But uh, Norm was a fairly private person and he didn't tell anybody that he was battling this cancer. Of course, the outpouring resulted on social media from a bunch of comedians. He's always been considered a comics comic 
and he certainly was an actor's comic as well with people like Steve Martin and Seth Rogen coming out of the woodwork to uh, basically appreciate Norm MacDonald for all the great talk show appearances he's had on Conan, the great roast appearances that he's had, the stand-up specials and albums that he's put together, the talk shows that are still on the internet that are absolutely hilarious, and uh, it made me really sad, man. I mean, uh, Norm MacDonald, as far as I'm concerned, uh, was the best stand-up comic of all time. He has a fantastic book out that is kind of a memoir, but mostly not, called Based on a True Story. If you have not read it yet, I recommend it highly. Better yet, grab the audiobook and listen to it as Norm reads it. It makes it ten times funnier somehow. Oh, wow, yeah. But it is fantastic. And uh, Norm is probably the stand-up comedian that I have seen the most. I have traveled to other parts of the country to see him perform. I've seen him live like nine, ten times. You know, we have had a ton of of people on this show the morning after and everybody always asks me who's the one person that you would want on the show that you haven't and the answer for me had always been norm mcdonald uh unfortunately we never had a chance to get him on the show i've had a chance to visit with him who was always incredibly nice uh more than one occasion a really really great dude and i was really bummed yesterday when i heard about his passing really bummed yeah i really put a cloud of just uh gloom over everything after that news broke yesterday for me as well and uh, just uh, one of the funniest people. You're right. There's I mean, no doubt about it. I, I found myself yesterday revisiting... Liking every single Norm Macdonald thing on Twitter? <laughs> Not only yeah. that, but also uh, in a uh, in a YouTube rabbit hole of Norm Macdonald clips and things that I had forgotten about and things that I thought were incredibly funny. Uh, he had this show called Norm Macdonald Live that just was on YouTube for a while, and there is this supercut of him... Basically, you know, these these uh, live shows had sponsors, and it's him roasting <laughs> the, one of the sponsors on his show called hilarious. Mangrate. That yep. is absolutely hilarious. And then they eventually drop him as a sponsor of the show, and he gets all upset. It's it's very very funny. Everything was a bit to Norm, which uh, and he committed to the bit more than anybody that you can even imagine. And so he certainly will be missed. I am incredibly sad that he has passed, uh, and uh, and I certainly appreciate all the work that he uh, has left behind, without a doubt. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. October 8th at the Rev Center is going to be wild, man. Alien weaponry opening up for Gojira. So uh, let me tell you, Gojira, French Metal, I mean, they're unbelievable. And it's going to be a great show. And you're going to win tickets right here when uh, I, uh, I I fail to get a question right in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. Much like the polar opposite of Babe Ruth calling his home run shot. Big J calling his ultimate demise. Well, every morning I, I get a question wrong, whether it's, it's the true. first, second, or third. It's true. Or fourth. Or fifth. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Now would be the time to get on the phone. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Hi. Hi, what's your name, please? Steve. Steve, you're up first. Steve, Margot Kidder played this particular character in the Superman film series alongside Christopher Reeve. Right. That is correct. Big J, Zazie Beetz, star of Atlanta, plays the role of this character in the 2018 film Deadpool 2. Uh, Domino. That is correct. Right. Steve, back to you. How many hearts does the character Doctor Who have? Is it 
four, three, or two? Three. Wrong. That is incorrect, Steve, but thank you for playing, however. You're a good man. Hello, the X. Good morning. Morning. How you doing, man? We need to know how many hearts does the character Doctor Who have? Is it four, three, or two? Uh, two? Right. That's correct. Two hearts they beat is one. Big J, in what century is the animated sci-fi sitcom Futurama set? Multiple choices. 100th, 74th, or 31st? Let's, let's go with the middle one. What was it? 74th? 74th? Yes. Wrong. 100th? Wrong. 34th? 31st. 31st. Right. Yeah, it said 100 years in the future. 31st century. At the time it was airing. Get it? Uh, congratulations, nope. my man. You got yourself all set up with Gojira tickets to see them at the Rev Center on October the 8th. Well played. Hang on just one second. We'll get some information from you. And there's your pop culture smackdown. We got to run a headlines. They're next on the X Rocks. Rob here from Treasure Valley Subaru. At our Idaho Center pre owned superstore, we see. Here's the facts. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by the IDOC. A correctional officer hiring event is happening today, and we're going to be out there broadcasting live from 4 to 6. Adam's going to be doing a show from 1301 North Orchard on Boise. The Idaho Department of Correction is now hiring correctional officers at about 19 bucks an hour and a one-time $1,500 sign-on bonus with potential yearly bonuses offered as well. Hiring events going on from noon to 6. We'll be out there from 4 to 6 broadcasting live, so... You can head on out there or you can even pre-apply before the event at idoc.gov and click on the careers tab to get started. But join Adam out there later on this afternoon. Headlines are as follows. Finders keepers, we are doomed or not exactly LOL. Finders keepers. Definitely isn't the treasure hunt most hoped to find. A seven-year-old boy from Percocasi, Pennsylvania was on a treasure hunt in his backyard last weekend. And then he found a box labeled 840 cartridges. 5.56 millimeters. The boy's mom says the box was found under some tree branches and it actually contained a grenade, some mortar tips, and fuses. She contacted the police who investigated and said the grenade was not a threat as it appeared to be empty, but the items were removed by police and there was no danger to the public, thank goodness. But what are the odds of finding that in your backyard underneath some branches, <clears throat> huh? Pretty good. You, really? Go out and start digging in the backyard. Go find it. All right. Uh, I do not recommend that. We are doomed or not exactly LOL? We are doomed. Teens are apparently stealing weird stuff from their schools in order to participate in something called a Devious Licks Challenge, which is happening on TikTok. Big J, have you seen this? No. For the trend, basically kids steal stuff from their schools and post about it, along with some dramatic music and a big reveal. <coughs> and they've stolen all sorts of stuff. Some considered to be small grade licks like toilet paper rolls and classmates' shoes. Then there's mid-tier licks like school laptops and desk chairs. And then there's what's called complex swipes, which is called toilets and security cameras and stuff like that. Some TikTok users are saying they're fed up with the antics and complain that school bathrooms all over the country are now closed because they're missing toilets and stolen dividers from bathrooms. Oh, man. You don't need to actually steal the stuff. You just... Yeah, I got this from school. I stole it from school. Uh, TikTok has blocked all the Devious Licks videos as well as the hashtag, so that could be why you're not seeing it. But 
Uh, it seems like this is a place where <laughs> terrible things happen on a regular basis. I wish that they somebody would be creative enough to, like, you know, ask their principal, hey, will you be my TikTok video? And then pretend that you kidnapped the, the principal. Uh, you want that to yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah. Let's get that going. Why? So that other people can actually yes. kidnap their principals? Yes. Once again, uh, this is full of really bad advice from Big J so far in this segment. Wrap it up with not exactly LOL. Not all pranks are well received. Police in Galveston, Texas got a call on Monday about a masked man at a local beach who appeared to be holding a bloody knife. This led to the arrest of Mark Metzger, a local attorney who decided it would be funny to roam the beach in a Michael Myers costume for his social media. He was cited for disorderly conduct and then released. Metzger said in a Facebook post on Monday night he still, quote, was fuzzy on what was illegal about what he was doing. And the answer is, well, listen, man, you can't just dress up as a serial killer on a beach and expect to not be okay. Uh, apparently, however, one of his videos, he did run into Tom from Slayer, the lead singer of Slayer, who was hanging out of the, on the beach at Galveston, Texas as well. So there's that, but not recommended as well. Man, I wish people would stop doing stupid stuff just for social media. Nah, I like it. Yeah? You want people to dress up as serial killers? Yes. All the time. All right, there it is. The bad advice hat trick from Big J. Congratulations. (laughs) Once you get started, don't stop. (laughs) Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. Coheed and Cambria, their latest. That is called Shoulders, Big J. Here on 100.3 The X-Rocks and the morning after with Nick and Big J. And Mudvayne1 asks, are you happy now? I guess that's a question for all of us, huh? Yeah, especially in the different 50 different states, United States of America. Which one's the happiest? Hmm. So WalletHub uh, did uh, this. To determine where Americans exhibit the best combination of being happy, they had 31 key metrics, including depression rate, positive COVID-19 testing, uh, rate, uh, income growth, and unemployment rate. All of those things were taken into consideration, Nick, uh, to find uh, which is the happy states in the United States of America. Uh, let's start with the last, the worst place on earth. Okay. Really, or at least in America. Uh, what do you think the last state as far as happiness is? Well, it, it, it's always on the eastern coast, sometimes near the south, maybe Alabama, something like that. No, I've, I've decided this is the one place I don't know if I ever want to go visit for all kinds of reasons. West Virginia. We know somebody that lives there. Uh, he seems pretty happy, but uh, who knows? I mean, it could be a miserable place outside maybe of Maybe he's a shut-in. It doesn't get out much. <laughs> it could very well be. Uh, here's what rounds out the, the top ten. Uh Number 10 is Massachusetts. Okay. Number 9 is New Jersey. Hey. <laughs> number 8 is Maryland. And num- coming in at number 7, Old Idaho. Hey, all right. That ain't bad. Yeah, we made the top 10, man. We love making top 10 lists. Number 6th. Uh, here is, is a real head scratcher. The next two are head scratchers, if you ask me, because I've been to both of these places. South Dakota at okay. number 6. Interesting. And number 5, North Dakota. The Dakotas. People are happy in the Dakotas, Yeah, huh? yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've only driven through. I, I can't uh, attest to the happiness. Were you pretty unhappy when you were there? I j- it's just a miserable place. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm from Montana, and so we hate the Dakotas. There's, oh, the rivalry. Is yeah, there. Okay. Uh, but also, I mean, you ever driven through North Dakota? Let me tell you, there's I nothing have. but wind. With you? Yes. It's not a great experience. Uh, number four is California. Okay. Number three, and I can't believe this isn't number one. Hawaii. Hawaii. I thought it was me number one, too. Number two is Minnesota. What? Really? 
people love to freeze their ace off. I guess so. Number one, Utah. Man, I, they just got them programmed down there, I think is what it is. They'd Work environment, community, and environment, and emotional, physical well-being uh, are some of the reasons why they're up there in the top. Well, I mean, listen, uh, you know, Utah is like the only other place in the country that actually beats Boise, Idaho for people moving to it. So maybe there's something to say. Maybe they're, you know, you know, people that live in Utah, are they pretty happy? Um, yeah, I think for the most part. Mm, see, there you go. Then uh, the defense rests, I suppose. Uh, I'm not sure what, I mean, I know that it's a pretty good community. We've been through Utah. We met very nice people there as well. So I guess I've got nothing I've disparaging got to say. family that lives there. Right, that's what I mean. And, you know, the only thing bad that I have to say about Utah really is their beer's terrible. And so there's that. I also say that their drivers are some of the worst on earth. There you go. And then there's that. But this isn't a driving survey. You're right, you're right. They're happy, and uh, they want you to know it's a clap your hands. Uh, so there you go. Congratulations. Way to go, number seven. Let's yeah. move that up next time around. What do you say? Let's see if we can't leapfrog the well, freaking I mean, Dakotas. If they're going to continue to uh, judge based on COVID uh, positive tests, we're going to fall. Yeah, we're going to have some issues. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got some bad impressions. Hang tight for that. It's the X Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yes, and we have a great prize here for you. A Boise meal deal from our friends at Papa Murphy's. It includes a large pepperoni pizza. You get some cookie dough there for a delicious dessert. Also, some breadsticks and a two-liter bottle of soda you're choosing. Just got to figure out bad impressions here. 208-287-1003. That's our phone number. This is how bad impressions works. Big J has got a celebrity on his mind. He has written three clues around that celebrity. If you can figure out who that is in three clues or less, then you've got some food coming your way. And hopefully that makes you less hungry, in a better mood, happy that you got hey, up early. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. What's your name? I'm Andy. Andy, you're yeah. up first. Right on. Here we go. I played some really cool characters in movie history. A couple of them barely had speaking roles, like Bane from The Dark Knight Rises and Mad Max in Fury Road. I'm going to say it's Tom Hardy. Oh, wow. It's a home run. Congratulations. One and done, Andy. That's all it takes. You got some Papa Murphy's coming your way, brother. Hang on just one second. We'll get some information from you. I thought it was going to be difficult today. Uh, what were clues two and three? I was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Role alongside uh, DiCaprio in The Renovant. And recently I made my way into comic book lore playing Eddie Brock, a.k.a. Venom. And why is little Tommy Hardy in the news? It's, it's Tom's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Tom Hardy. How old do you think Tom is? Mm, he's in his 40s, maybe? 42? Yeah, if you're close, he's 44 years old. Happy birthday. So, uh, and uh, he's got that Venom uh, Let There Be Carnage coming here soon. And working on a couple things, including uh, another Mad Max uh, that's been announced according to IMDb. But what I'm really interested in here is the things they carried. So that's a, a book uh, about Vietnam from Tim O'Brien. Very good book. And uh, he will be starring in that alongside uh, Bill Skarsgård. Cool. Very cool. And uh, and Pete Davidson. Your favorite. Hopefully he gets, you know, the first few seconds of the movie. A la Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I will say this. I did not know that Tom was going to be in the Mad Max movie because I thought it was supposed to be like a super prequel kind of a thing, right? Because they recast Anna Taylor-Joy as Furiosa. Uh, so it's supposed to be like the origin story of her, how he gets involved 
in that story seems interesting. Yeah, who knows? Flash, flash forwards or backwards, something maybe? You who never knows? know. You never know with that stuff. All I know is it's going to be badass. That much is true. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. <laughs> Foo Fighters making a fire, wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. I guess if I had to use a word to describe how Big J felt about Chaos Walking, the movie for streaming dumbass, it would be fine, right? It was just fine. Yeah. Wasn't good, wasn't great, wasn't terrible, wasn't awful. It was just fine. It got a got an approval, but not a, uh, a glowing review, I would say. Right. Just something that passed the time, probably. Not something that you'll ever revisit. Did it make you more or less of a fan of either of the two actors? Why do you like them? Yeah, but I mean, I haven't seen Daisy Ridley and much anything else outside do of the Star Do I need Wars to see her in anything else? No, I, well, I mean, I'm asking, did it make you want to? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, then why did you ask that question? Like It, it was, was, it was uh, rhetorical. No, it wasn't. You answered it. Uh, plus, we also <laughs> had a chance to give away some uh, fun Gojira tickets. That will carry over into tomorrow. A reminder that Coors Banquet and Coors Light want to help those who protect our West by donating a portion of all case sales to the Wildland Firefighters Foundation. So look for the exit of participating retailers as we help protect our West by giving you a chance to win a party for up to 20 peeps at Section 37 Axe Room, stocking that up with some Coors, as well as an authentic Protect Our West Wildland Firefighter Pulaski Axe. So that's pretty cool as well beyond about doing that soon and that leaves you with the floor big j yeah the tds uh fiber text line uh not just for complaining anymore oh really yeah somebody just sent this in nick good show today very funny i was laughing at the taco bell rant whoa look at this big j we're getting compliments yeah now listen that must be broken then that's the way that has no, to go. No, come on. Uh, it is nice. Big J was uh, very, you did, you did go off on Taco Bell this morning. You didn't know you're not a fan I, of their subscription service. They're, they're not currently advertising. So had the, Well, that'll uh, teach him. That, yeah, yeah. You know what? That'll swing things dramatically You know what that here. means. That means by next week you're going to be doing, hi, this is Big J for Taco Bell. No, uh, they don't have enough money. Well, I guess they do have enough money. <laughs> oh, listen. I've never been offered enough to do that so far. Okay, uh, I believe you I throw down the gauntlet. I challenge them to pay me lots of money to but try now, to do that. Now nobody will believe you, so you've become now your, your credibility is in question. I yeah, think. that's why you won't hear that happen. Understood. So. Uh, next set of X Rock brought to you by McDonald's. Anything good to say about them? Oh man, I tell you what, I love a good uh, quarter pounder with cheese. They're hiring as well. Start feeling rewarded today. Enjoy flexible hours. And tuition for college. Work for McDonald's, and McDonald's can work for you. Apply at careers.mcdonalds.com today. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks.